Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Um, it's been a minute, I know. A lot, a lot of stuff going on, but we're back. We're ready to do this thing. We got a lot to talk about. A lot of stuff been going on. Uh, we're getting closer to NFL playoffs. That's heating up. Yeah, that's getting exciting. These games are mattering. You know, we're kind of eliminating a lot of teams. We'll kind of talk about that more uh, in the next episode. But we're mostly going to focus on the the Thursday night game. Uh, you know, just a lot of stuff going on. News t- coming up uh, with Derek Carr being benched. So that relationship's not working well, uh, and and I don't know. This just seems like a seems like a more of a coaching thing to me with Josh McDaniels. I mean, we've seen this we've seen this once before with the Broncos. It didn't really work out. You know, a lot of these Bill Belichick guys seem to go somewhere and and. I just can't really turn, you know. It's not the they, what they were doing, uh, offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators or whatever their role was. It seems to work well in that system. Then they try to translate that system on their own, and it has. We haven't really seen too many guys. I don't know who has been a guy that's really done it well. Um, I can't think of one off off the dome here, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like. It, Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback. This year, you take a look at what what's going on this year. Uh, just he's eleventh in passing, right? Twenty four touchdowns, fourteen picks. You look at those stats; it's not good. But you got to understand, doesn't have Hunter Renfro, who was becoming one of the best slot guys, just a great receiver in general. But I mean, top slot guys like that Julian Edelman, Wes Welker type slot guy, right? Just that dependable, dependable slot receiver that, that can really shifty with his routes. I, his route running is pretty insane. If you, put, if you put it on the tape on him, you won't ever watch any games of, of Hunter Renfro. And and with with him not being there, Darren Waller, who hasn't been there, right? I mean, he's, he's had no weapons. He's taken all his weapons away. His receivers are just... I mean, and it's when you when you they go out there and play, it's just pretty much it's him and Devonte, right? Him and Devonte, him and Devonte. Well, I mean that can be predictable, and it's easy to kind of stop if all you can do is do that. I mean, granted, they do have the leading rusher in Josh Jacobs. They've been leading on that run game, uh, which which is helps a quarterback out. He has not really been sacked too much. He's kind of middle of the pack with eighteen sacks, so it's 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 there, but. It's just I think as a team, they're not there yet. You know, coming into the season, you thought it would be a little bit more hopeful. You know, I thought that division would be a lot better than what it is. Denver slumping. You know, Denver being Denver, we don't know what's going on with Denver, right? Russell Wilson. I don't know if you can put all of it on Russ, but he's got to shoulder a lot of that burden. I think that team is just is trying to go from zero to a hundred, and they're not they're not quite there yet. I think Denver, I figured, would take some time. I didn't think it'd be this bad, but I've said it before. I think that that's going to take some time. Kansas City has just reigned supreme once again. But the Chargers are going to get in my Super Bowl pick. I did pick them. Uh, I picked them over some of these other teams. I don't know how well that's going to work, but <laughs> I picked them. So uh, the Chargers, we'll get in. Raiders, mm. 
it's just interesting to do with Derek Carr and, and what's kind of happening there. We'll see where he goes. Possible places he can go too. I mean, do the Colts do another? Do they do this again where they go and get another free agent guy? Um, what is his contract status actually? Derek Carr contract. Is he a free agent? Uh, he signed a three-year deal. Uh, <clears throat> he's on, oh, so he's locked up still. They have him signed through the 2025 season. So he signed that three-year deal. Okay, so they're going to have to trade him. And he has a full no-trade clause. So he's going to get to go where he wants to go pretty much. To me, the first place that comes to mind for Derek Carr is the Saints. I mean, truthfully, you want to win, you go to New Orleans. I, I he also could see where maybe, uh, you know, could he go to Denver? Could, not Denver. Could he go to Miami? You know, I, I know that I, two is two. Two to me is a pretty serviceable quarterback, but. We'll talk about this. We'll kind of combine these stories, too. We'll talk about this a little bit uh, next. Tua is just, you know, he, his concussion injuries, he just has been dying. He just got another concussion. So, I mean, he could go there. I mean, there's plenty of teams. Tennessee, I don't know if I would, I would want to go to Tennessee, but Tennessee, I think they need to move on from T- Tannehill. But they have Malik Willis, and they'll probably give him a shot. Um, but like I said, I think the Colts uh, – the Commanders could be a fun, interesting team. I think they're a really good team. They just need a quarterback. I think if he went to the Commanders, he could – I mean, there's there's teams out there that could use a quarterback and they could start winning. Hell, my Dirty Birds could use him. We could take Derek Carr. Could he come to Could he come to Atlanta? Would he want to come to Atlanta? I don't know. There are teams out there that are willing to win, and he is a quarterback to me that can get the job done. He's not just some – uh, below guy, it's going to be easy for a lot of teams, a lot of people to dog on him and and shit on him, but unfair to to be honest with you. I think he's he he has some issues with. I think he feels like to me it's like he can he thinks he can make every throw. He's got that Jay Cutler effect where he he can just he's going to throw it and try to make every throw, and sometimes he makes some poor decisions. I'll give you I'll give him that, but. Serviceable quarterback, you put him in the right scenario, I think he'd be a really good quarterback for a team and, and could turn things around. I think they had something going here in the, with the Raiders, but they don't think they him and Josh McDaniels see eye to eye. And so they're going to go with Jared Stidham, which obviously uh, I, I, doesn't make too much sense to me, but also not in the building. So they obviously are not on the same page, and that, that is affecting how they are playing. So, to me, I, if I'm Derek Carr, I seriously would go to the, the Commanders, turn that team around, make that team your team. Hell of a great defense. If they can keep all that defensive line intact, you know, they just keep Terry McLaurin. Got a good Antonio Gibson, uh, Brian Robinson. The run game has been pretty solid with them. Uh, just build up a, a solid O line. I mean, their O line. I don't. I mean, how many sacks? Let's see. Uh, 
Where do they rank? Let's take a look at this real quick because to me this is the team. This is the team I'm going to. I, I think just just right now. Team C. Um, let me sacks. So giving up forty two, which oof is a lot, right? So. You think about the, the team that have been set, you know, Derek Carr being 18. I think Russell Wilson was like 49, so he went to, to – you know, he goes to Denver getting still still getting sacked. So they would have to revamp that offensive line, shore up those sack, sacks. Uh, can't You can't be giving up that much if, if you're the commanders. But if that's, your, if that's your only concern, you just, you know, you let them know, hey, I'm coming there. Let's build that offensive line. Let's keep me protected. Let's get in there. And let's do this thing because you got everything else. You know, the defense is going to keep they, – they will limit the teams to where you don't have to score a lot. you got a great running game that you can depend on just like you had with, you know, not the same as Josh Jacobs, obviously, but that's a whole different uh, – that's a whole different argument there. But uh, just, off, just off rip to me, that or New Orleans. New Orleans is that same kind of scenario where I think I would – I would kind of be, be all in on, and I don't know. Does Sam Fran open to getting a quarterback? Maybe, you know, that Trey Lance coming back. You know, maybe Trey Lance isn't the guy for them. I don't know. There's possibilities of there. There, there's places for him. My my first thought is Washington or there, New Orleans. That's where I would I would kind of lead. Uh, other news, J.J. Watt retiring. That's, oh, actually, you know what? Hold on. Let's talk about Tua, right? This kind of this is kind of getting concerning now with, with Tua getting concussion. This is the second time he's been in concussion protocol. Probably that should have been the third after that Bills game when they, you know, he was obviously stammering and he was he was no good after that that first early on, right? Then he had the actual concussion. He's now got another one. Very concerning for Tua. Um, it, he's not going to be able to do much after this. It, you know, you can't be taking all these concussions. He's kind of fallen into that spot where Andrew Luck kind of seen the writing on the wall, you know, and he got out. Uh, so Tua's they got to be real careful with this. And with this being towards the end of the season. Obviously, he's not going to play the regular, any more regular season games. He can't, and it'll be interesting to see how what they do in the in the playoffs. But uh, this is, you know, they're saying uncertain against the Patriots if he's going to play. He can't play, can't play, no way. Doesn't play any more games. Doesn't play next week, and you know that just kind of is what it is. And they're not good without without him. When Teddy Bridgewater's come in, they have not looked good. They can't put any points on the board. They don't do anything. So, to me, you got to go. You got to let them rest. You got to sit them out. And it's concerning and it's it's unfortunate. You hate to see, you know, stuff kind of be dictated by injuries uh, and, and for injuries to kind of slow someone's career down. But 
it is what it is. You can't you can't let that keep going. You can't let that keep playing out the way that it's playing out. Or he's not going to have a a, life, a life after football. There is more to to life than football, sports in general. He's got to see the writing on the wall and just kind of take a step back and back out of this thing because it's it's I'm not saying he needs to retire, but he needs to really evaluate. He needs to, you know. I don't know if it's just how he's falling. If he's not, you know, he he's or or what it what the deal is with with his injuries. He's obviously getting a lot of concussions, and it just not sustainable for him. You might have to take the, the Andrew Luck route, and I'm not trying to tell somebody what to do, but just can't keep going like this. If it, it, it's concerning, it, it, he's got to think about life after football. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at on that. And speaking of life after football, J.J. Watt's going to start thinking about life after football as he's announced he's retiring, um, which is, you know, long career, but 11, 11 seasons he's played in the NFL, been one of the most dominant guys. Uh, the, the the talks now is, are going to be, is he a Hall of Famer? To me, in my eyes, I think he is. Any Anytime you get a guy that can hit that, you know, you know, a hundred sack threshold doesn't mean he could, he should be in the Hall of Fame, but uh, should should he be? You know, it's it's when you start looking at okay, you've been putting in the, the work because sacks are not easy to come by. I'll tell you that much. And, you know, they've only been re- really truthfully recorded since what, it's been since 1982 they have been recording them. But to me, what he's put together on paper, his film, the, the type of guy he is, and, and he's just, it's just a, first of all, he's just a great human being. Stand-up guy, great character, goes out and gives you everything he's got. Um, you know, early in his career, was just fucking dominant. You know, you look at uh, his second season, with the Texans, 20 and a half sacks. Follows it up with the 10 and a half sacks. Then gets 20 and a half again, which 20 sacks is in a season is not an easy thing to do, right? That doesn't happen often. You know, I'd be interested to see how many times, how many times is that, how many times has that happened before? Because Um, we'll look that up here in a second here. But, I mean, 20 and a half, then he had 17 and a half, and then, you know, it, injuries had kind of taken its toll a couple of years. He only played three games in 2016, five games in, in 2017. But then comes back with 16 sacks. And with the Cardinals, you know, only playing seven games, you know, the first in 21, only had one sack. The production wasn't there. But he's just been a guy. You got to think how many times if he's is he getting all the double teams? Is he getting all the looks? You know, yeah, he's had Clowney as a partner, running mate. He's had some guys with him, but he's always been the guy. And Clowney was never putting up numbers. He wasn't really pr- producing like we all thought he was going to produce, right? So, to me, what he's done, he is a he's a surefire Hall of Famer. The interceptions he's gotten, receiving touchdowns he's gotten. All the shit he's done, that dude has 
done a lot is in, in the game, right? I mean, he's, he's made some wild plays deflection-wise. They called him J.J. Swat for a reason, right? He's, he's putting up the mitts and, and batting the ball down and making great fucking plays. So, shout-out to, to J.J. Watt, you know. You hate to see a guy like that go because he makes the game better, but, you know, I'm sure he's going to be doing great things after because he was doing great things while he was in the NFL. So, like, I can only imagine what he's going to do in the – in the NFL, or outside the NFL, rather. Uh, let's see, what do we got here for, for this? We were looking up. Uh, well, we don't really have, you know, it hasn't happened too much. Derek Thompson, 20. DeMarcus Ware, 20. Lawrence Taylor. J.J. Watt's done it, obviously, twice. Aaron Donald, recently. Uh, Reggie White. T.J. Watt, when he had the 22 and a half. Okay. Not kind of what I was looking for, but. Oh, wow. J.J. Watt had 20 and a half sacks in each of the 12. And it's the only player to record 20 more sacks. So, J.J. Watt's the only guy to do that. So, think about that. No one else has ever done that. Wow. Interesting. I don't know, you know. Don't don't quote me on that. Don't don't hold me to that. But if that is true, I just I just did a quick search there. But I mean, if that is true, for him to only have twenty, for him to be the only person, then that, that seems hard to believe. With Reggie White getting all the sacks he's had, but that could just be consistent, like more consistent basis. Because you look at the, you know, he's had a zero, one and a half, five, one, and two twenty and a half. Seasons, you know, I thought Strahan did that, you know, the most, but wow. So, either way, regardless, just a bad, you know, bad motherfucker, dude. To me, he's a Hall of Famer for what he's done just on the field. Um, okay, we got to talk about this insane Luka game. There was an insane Luka Doncic game that he had. First time it's ever happened. Never happened before. 60 points, 21 boards, uh, and was it 10 assists. Did he have 10 and 10 assists? Yeah. And what's crazy to me, too, only four turnovers in that game. To be doing what he does, touching the ball that much, holding on to the ball that much, and to have four total turnovers, kind of insane, kind of mind-blowing. Um, but this game was nuts. What he what he had done to even get them in the position they were down down ten with two minutes to go. They come all the way back. He had to have, he had to miss a free throw. You know they they were still down. There was two seconds left. They're down two. So he on his second free throw has to miss it. Gets it back. Throws it up. Kind of just eh, throwing it up. Gets it in. Ties the game. And then wills them away in in overtime. And wins him the game. He may go down as one of the best European. He he's going to go down as the best European player. 
Not w- maybe. He will. He's going to go down as the best player to come from, from Europe. You know, right now I think it's Dirk. And to me, he's going to pass Dirk. But he is he is this generation's LeBron right now. I don't I don't I know people want to say no. Nah, here comes Ja, uh, Giannis. It, it 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 very well could be Giannis. I think it's gonna be, I think it's Luca. You know, I love Giannis. I think Giannis is great, but what but what Giannis does is is predictable. He's just a freak of nature, just like how LeBron was. But he can go and just he just can drive and get a shot. To me, it's if I'm taking a team, I'm taking Luca. To start my team with, I'll take Luca all day. He can do it all. You know, he just, he's 6'7", 230. The only thing that's ever concerned him is just his conditioning, but that doesn't seem to stop him. Can he sustain this when he's older? He has to put in the work, though, to me. He's going to have to, you know, keep that body in shape. But he is like this generation's, he's like the generation's LeBron. It, it's it's him and Giannis, and boy, I would just I would edge out Luca, and what he can do, there's not a there's not a thing he can't do. He can he can back it down, he can fade away shots, he can shoot the three. He's got the mid range layup, assists. I mean, he can pass, do it all. But that that was just insane. I'll take I'll take Luca all day any day over Giannis, because where's Giannis's shot? When you can no longer just drive, where is your shot? You can't, the boy can't shoot a three. That man cannot shoot a three to save his life. So, I'll take Luca. This dude is insane. To me, the biggest thing is the turnovers. To not turn that ball over that many times. And he's coming off a 50-point game against Houston. He dropped 32, 9-9. I mean, he's fucking around and averaging, almost averaging a triple-double. He's sitting at 33 points a game, second in the league, 8-8, eight and eight, and they're almost nines. Yeah, 8.7, 8.8 8 in rebounding and assists, respectively. Uh, the, you know, field goal percentage, it's got a, not the best. He's 38, 50%. Doesn't matter. The dude just goes out, and, and yeah, you could say maybe volume of shots. Uh... I don't care, man. When you're going on doing some shit like that and, you, you know, can't nobody do nothing about it when he's on, he's on. And it seems like as of late, you just look at his recent games, 35, 30, 33, 22, 33, 38, 30. I mean, it's just, he he ain't been having a bad game. That's called consistency. And, yeah, he's putting up a lot of shots. The field goal percentage, I'd like to see up more, but... I don't know, man. To me, he's the guy. He's he's if I'm taking a team, that's the guy I'm taking. Luca all the way. Uh, we're gonna get into some basketball. We need we we're gonna talk about some more basketball. I just wanted to sprinkle that little story in there and how that is. Um, but we got we got college football playoffs. This is a good time for sports right now. You got. You got basketball, college basketball is is starting to get going now. College football, we got the playoffs Saturday. We got Georgia and Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Uh, this will be this will be fun fun matchups. Uh, Michigan TCU is interesting to me. I just have this feeling why these are two teams that I'm not really sold on. Michigan has 
been there. You know, they've been here and been here, and they they can't get it done. They they can have yet to get to this the, the championship game because they get bounced in the first round, and so it's kind of like you got to prove to me, have to prove to me that you that you can do this. Um, and TCU is the first time getting there, so this is and it's interesting. No Alabama for the first, you know, is this the first time there's been no Alabama, no Clemson, I believe, since they've done the college football playoff. Uh, you just look back at the winners. There's, first one was Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. So it's been about the same teams, and the, their opponents have been Oregon, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama. So we've seen the same teams. We're not going to see that. We we do have Georgia and Ohio State. One of them's about gone. So for the first time, we're going to see uh, either Michigan or TCU in there. And I get the slight edge to Michigan just how the way they've been playing. I don't don't Max Duggan and TCU don't slide them, but I think Michigan is a little bit better team. They they played better teams, and the stink coming into it, losing to Kansas State like that, the way she's you know TCU losing coming into this thing. Eh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know how I feel. You know, coming in and losing. Michigan coming in rolling off on Purdue, but they also been hit or miss. So Georgia and Ohio State to me it's gonna is to me where the it's gonna be the heavy heavy haymaking punches are gonna be thrown, and that's gonna be to me the winner of of Georgia Ohio State to me has the better chance of winning. And I know Michigan beat Ohio State, but C.J. Stroud, man, what that kid can do. As I think, but Georgia to me, I don't, I don't know if anyone beats Georgia. I think Georgia wins. I, I just think that they're just so much far and above. They're like they're like Alabama right now. They're just so complete, so dominant. I think Georgia takes care of Ohio State. I'm gonna give Michigan. I, I think Michigan slights TCU, and then I think Georgia takes out Michigan. That's my thoughts before we, you know, that's my predictions. Before God's playoffs, but you know, got the Fiesta Bowl, Michigan TCU. That's at four on Saturday, and this is Eastern time, four Eastern. Then you got Georgia, the Bulldogs, and Ohio State, the Ohio State. You know, yeah, these guys are uh, Peach Bowl. Uh, they're at eight. So. Interesting games. This is, I think this is going to be fun. You know, college football is fun, right? You, Oregon last night beat North Carolina. Doinking the extra point in there. Arkansas and Kansas going into a 3 t- overtime thriller. I mean, just absolutely insane games. Uh, that's why football is just so much fun, man. You just you just don't know what's going to happen when the games are close like that. they there's not much more of a more uh, fun adrenaline matchup, and then you, you know you got Texas, Washington gonna come up and be playing. And Tennessee and Clemson, that'll be a fun one. Just kind of looking at some of these games here. You know, we got te- we got Texas and Washington is the next game. Oklahoma and Florida State, Syracuse, Minnesota. That's a Thursday games. 
Friday, Clemson and Tennessee. That's a six and seven matchup. That'd be fun. Notre Dame, South Carolina could be a good one, I think. Um, so a couple of good Friday games sprinkled in there. NC State, Maryland, UCLA, Pittsburgh. You know that could be a good one. Uh, but anyways, let's 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 talk Thursday night football. Let's talk Cowboys, Titans. To me, not going to be a not going to be a real good one. Uh, as far as as being close, I think Dallas is is so much. They're on a different uh, side of things in Tennessee right now. Tennessee has kind of slumped and become who I thought they were going to be. To me, you got to be able to throw the ball. You just have to have a good passing game. And with Tannehill, we know what he is. You know, everyone likes to dog on Derek Carr. Where's that same energy for Ryan Tannehill? Because that dude has not done a whole lot of anything. I wouldn't be. I mean, dude has 13 passing touchdowns and six picks with 2,500 yards. I mean, it's just that's just bad. That's 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 fucking awful. And he's he's out. So now it's 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 on Malik Willis. He's out for the playoffs, or excuse me, he's out for the season. And it's it's all on Malik Willis. We'll see. See how things go. They say season's likely over. Well, we don't know. We don't know. Jacksonville's looking great, though. How about Jacksonville? This division has not shaped up. The AFC South has not shaped up what I thought it was going to be at all. I thought Indianapolis would play a lot better than what they did. They've been pretty disappointing. Houston kind of is what we you know we thought they were. Two and twelve is and one is rough. But eh, you're losing a franchise quarterback and trying to reset. That's kind of understandable. Uh, but Tennessee, you know, I thought they would. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't have high hopes coming for them into this, into this season. But uh, you know, they may play better with Malik Willis. Hell, I, I don't know. Watch out for Tennessee; they could be dangerous. You know, if Jacksonville doesn't stay on their toes, you know, you know, say Malik Willis does what Baker Mayfield did against uh, on his debut and and, and played phenomenal. He he could do something like that. You know, let's take a look at. Uh, You know, Jacksonville gets ten gets the, the the Texans, which don't sleep on that because the Texans have played really good football. Um, in in these games that they've lost, if 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 you really want to be technical about it, they did beat those the, the Tennessee Titans. Um, but. You know, they played Jacksonville. They could put up do some numbers. They they had just coming off beating the, the Titans. They played well against the Chiefs. They played well against the Cowboys. I mean, they've played well against these teams. Don't just think, uh, you know, when they when they lost to Tennessee the first time, it's only seventeen to ten. You know, they're in a three point game with the Bears. They're right there with Denver, which they probably should have beat Denver as bad as Denver is. So you know, the Texans don't 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 sit on this. The Texans could pull one off against Jacksonville, and if Malik Willis plays good, even if they lose, they 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 could both lose if Houston pulls one off. And then Week 18, um, last week of the season, they square off. Winners getting in. That's going to be a fun matchup, depending on how this plays out. Now, and you look at. Uh, 
You look at all these. Let's let's let's. Oh, I'm curious now. Let's. I I want to see something here. Because Malik Willis could really do something here. That could he could get these guys into the fucking playoffs if they can pull pull one out here. Uh, to, to be able to get them in, we'd have to look at their you know division records. Tennessee did lose against Jacksonville. That's what makes it harder. Okay, so they have that. Let's take a look at the South standings because it'll it'll come down to that. Um, Tennessee is three and two in the division, where the Jags are two and two in the division. So. They just got to pull something out. Uh, they have to be able to pull this thing out uh, against, you know, Dallas, which makes it hard. But then they'll square off again and get a chance, and that's another division game. If if somehow Jacksonville loses and they can pull that one off, they'll have the division record over them and can get in with Malik Willis. So be aware. Just talking about that. Uh, but as far as this Thursday night game, all that being said, I, I think I like I like the Cowboys that they should win. They should handle their business pretty easy, uh, you know, against a quarterback like this. If they can stop the run game, don't let don't make it harder for Malik Willis. If they can take away the run game, make Malik Willis be the passing, do it do it all. They should be fine. And you know, on the flip side, you look at the, what the Cowboys need to do. To kind of get things done. They've been, they've, you know, they've looked good. That defense has been top notch as, as always. You know, they're going to get in as more than likely the wild card. As I don't think they can really. Get, yeah, they have to get in. They're going to get in as a wild card, so they're already in. Uh, but. With that being said, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take the Cowboys all day over the Titans. And Dem Boys. Dem Boys Thursday night. This could this could be a fun matchup just to see what Malik Willis has. I hope I hope Malik Willis, you know, give him a fair shot, go out here and, and this is a tough one to go out against and, and and do. So tough. Tough nonetheless, but Prime time things, crazier things have happened in the NFL, and that's why you play the game. So, next episode we'll we'll have the full slate of picks, going over all the games, you know, and talking about anything uh, else that pops up um, throughout. And then after that, we'll we'll go over all those games and see where we're at with the college football playoffs. We're gonna have some good stuff coming up, a lot of good, fun, fun times here. Playoffs kicking in; it's gonna be a lot of fun. As always, though, love y'all. Peace.